0: Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Evangelical Student Network Podcast. My name is Kaspar Mapuriza and I'm glad to have you here. And today we continue with our series titled Follow the King in the Book of Mark. And the title of today's talk is The Powerful King. And... uh, I hope and pray that we are going to truly see Jesus as the powerful King and consequently put our faith and trust in Him as we strive towards maturity in Christ. Without spending any more of your time, let's jump straight into the talk with my brother Gamu and hear what God has to say through His Word. All right, good afternoon. Good afternoon.
1: afternoon. afternoon. Um, My name is Gamu. I'm one of the interns with ESN. Um, It is a wonderful privilege uh, for all of us to be here to hear God's word uh, speaking to us. So today we are looking at Mark chapter 1, verse 40, uh, to Mark chapter 2, verse 2 to 17. So I will read for us uh, quickly, and then we uh, look at uh, the passage today. Chapter 1, verse 40. And a leper came to him, imploring him and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and he said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the lepros left him and he, and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him a, uh, away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for, uh, for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof uh, to them. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places, and people were coming to him from every quarter. Chapter 2. And when he returned to Capernaum, after some days it was reported that he was at home, and many were gathered together so that uh, there was no more room, not even at the door, why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately, Jesus perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, Why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, "I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home." And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them, uh, before them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, "We never saw anything like this." And he went out again uh, beside the sea, and all the crowd was coming to him, and he was teaching them. And as he passed uh, by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the textbook. And he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as he reclined at the table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for, uh, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said, uh, said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, this afternoon. We thank you, God, for your word. Uh, We pray first that you speak to us uh, and you change us. Um, And, Father, we we pray that at the end of it all, uh, your name uh, will be glorified. In your son's name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, friends, there's no doubt that the promised King Jesus has come. We have read last week, uh, Mark chapter 1, verse 1 to 15, uh, and it confirmed and he was commissioned on his baptism, the Holy Spirit came to him, uh, and it confirmed that this is the Son of God, and this is the King who has come to the world. And Tawanda took us through last week, uh, and also, I mean, from the previous sections, uh, that is chapter 1, verse 16 to 39. Um, I'm sure we looked at this for those who attended Bible studies uh, from Monday to Wednesday. And what we saw in that section, we saw that Jesus has authority over people, his authority to over sickness, and authority to teach. And I continue to encourage us to attend Bible studies so that uh, you won't miss anything. And one thing that I've seen in the book of Mark is that the message uh, is very simple. The message of Jesus is simple. Mark chapter 1 verse 15, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That is his message. And this mission is very, very important to him. Uh, Mark chapter 1 verse 38, let us go on to the next towns that I may preach there, so that, uh, for that is why I came. And friends, in our passage today, Jesus performed uh, miracles. And what I found so interesting um, in these miracles is that uh, in Mark, he's using miracles as a teaching tool. There's something that he wants us to learn. There's something that he wants uh, the people that he was writing to, to learn. Which is different when you go to the book of, uh, from the Gospel of John. In the Gospel of John, these are signs pointing to who Jesus is. So in the book of Mark, he's using miracles to teach people. Hallelujah. And Jesus, in this passage that we're going to look at uh, in a few minutes, uh, in a few seconds rather, Jesus is teaching us two things that I would like us to, uh, to take note of. The first one, Jesus is powerful to bring the outcast by cleansing and fellowshipping with them. And secondly, Jesus is powerful to forgive sins. Hallelujah. So let us look at the first point. Come, look with me. Verse 40 uh, to 45. It says, And a leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus moved with pity. He stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. So here we see that Jesus uh, used a leper, uh, a a man with lepers, and according to Leviticus chapter 13 uh, and 14, if you, go ba- if you find time, go back and read, uh, you, you get to have more information about lepros. But what we see is that it was a severe disease and people uh, with, um, with it would stay in isolation. They were staying outside of the community because the disease was contagious. So, and they were considered unclean. And there Jesus reaches out his hand and touched Uh, The leper. And he was made clean. And he went inside excited uh, uh, about it. Even though Jesus asked him not to go and tell anyone, he's excited and he's telling people uh, about what has happened to him. But what I found interesting is that I want us to note where Jesus is right at the end of this section in verse 45. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town but was out in desolate places and people were, uh, were coming to him uh, in every quarter. So, the outcasts were outside of the gate. That's where they were staying because of the disease that they had. And Jesus is reaching out to them. He went outside. He's reaching out to people that are outcasts. There are people who are inside the community. And at the end, this man is now inside. And where is Jesus right at the end of this passage? Jesus is outside. He has made himself an outcast in place of this man to make him clean, to be part of the community, uh, uh, to be part of others. And one thing that I've discovered uh, here is that this particular section it also links with chapter 2, verse 13 to 17. Some they say it's a sandwich. Um, so personally, I'm not a fan of bread. Uh, but if there is some sandwich, uh, I mean like bacon or meat in between, uh, I, I can have bread. So what's so important is not the bread that is outside, but it's the, uh, I mean the bacon that is in between. So this is what is happening. Uh, so Jesus reaches out to the outcast in verses 40 to 45. And then in, verses, in chapter 2, verse 18 to 17, he reaches out, uh, out uh, to outcasts as well. Uh, we're going to see that in a moment. But as you look at this story, I don't know the sin you may be struggling with. That you think, uh, this one, I can't face Jesus at all. Uh, so there's a Shona statement that says, uh, if you sin too much, or uh, when you go to God, you don't even know where to, uh, to start. Just <laughs> say, because you don't even know where to start. So I don't know the sin that you're struggling with. Or maybe you feel so bad about it. You don't want to be part of people. You, you feel like you can't fit. You feel like you're an outcast. You feel like you can't even go to church. You can't be part of other believers because of your sin. But friends, Jesus has become an outcast for those people. And in chapter 2, verse, 18, uh, to chapter two, verse 17, he says, Those who are well have no need of a physician. I have come for those who are sick. Those are the people that I have come for. So, let's look quickly um, in uh, chapter 2, verse 13 to 17. So, these stories, they have something in common. And uh, they're pretty much the same. So, Jesus here is eating with the tax collectors. and, And the Jews or the scribes are surprised, probably angry with him, because these guys were rebels. They are working with the Roman government. And yet, they're Jews. They're collecting taxes from their own people. And when the Jews looked at them, they said, why is Jesus eating with tax collectors? Jesus is a Jew. And they're associating with the enemy. They're associating with people that are not Jews. So they saw them as outcasts. They didn't belong to them, which is why Jesus says, I have come for these, not the righteous. Instead of him going into the temple, uh, you could have just said, okay, you guys are the Pharisees. who have studied the law. Let's come together. Let's create our own community because we know the law. But he's saying he's not even there. He's not talking with the rabbis. He's not talking even uh, with the Pharisees. He's away with people who are considered as sinners. When I looked at this, I was like, ah, okay. He refers to them, uh, so these scribes, they're saying, why is he eating with tax collectors and sinners? And I was like, is he talking about different people here? But I realized that because the Jews themselves or these scribes, they're not putting themselves or seeing themselves as sinners. They're like, ah, okay, so so those are sinners, we are not. Which is why Jesus in verse 17, he says, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. So this was their own self-righteousness when they looked at people. Friends, that leads us to, uh, to, to our second point, which addresses the two points. So we go back to, to the meat, uh, the real thing. I was like, why, why would you talk about uh, the polaritic man? Uh, where does it fit when I was trying to connect these whole uh, things? And then realized that there's something that is important uh, in chapter 2, verse 1 to 12. Come, look with me and see uh, what's going on here. So it is interesting to know that chapter 1 uh, chapter 2 verse 1 to 12 addresses both of the sto- uh, of the stories by showing us what all the people and characters need the real problem that is seen Chapter 2 verse uh, chapter 2 verse 1 says and when he returned to Capernaum after some days it was reported that uh, he was at home so the first section that we have looked when he healed the le- uh, the many lepros, he was out of town. He was away. He went out to the outcasts. And the last section that we see, verses uh, 13 to 17, we see that he's away. Uh, he's talking to text collectors. He's fellowshipping with them. He ate with them. And he came back. So now this is where everyone meets. He's saying, okay, it's fine, let's gather together. Both tax collectors and the men with lepros, let's come together. So he's back into town. Say, so no, let's, let's talk about this. Because there's something that is in common in both of these, um, in, in all of these stories. The first story at the last story and this story in between, there's one thing that is in common. And that one thing is that all of them, they are in need of forgiveness of sins. So four men brought a, uh, a paralysed man, for they had faith that Jesus would heal the man, and he did, and appreciated their faith. Come, look with me, uh, verse 2 on uh, 1. And many were gathered together so that they, there was no more room, not even at the door, and he was preaching the word to them. And they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when he he could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they laid down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic man, Son, your sins are forgiven. This man is sick, he's paralyzed. But look at Jesus' response that he's giving he's saying, Son, your sins are forgiven. He hasn't healed him yet. So he says, your sons are forgiven. This was talking to a Jew. Um, and who can forgive sins but God? They say, you're blasphemy. Who else can forgive sins but God? But friends, it's actually true because it's only God who can forgive sins. I know that this may not sit well with us in our own context. Why? Because Jesus here is saying, um, know that he doesn't care about sickness not that he doesn't care about our problems or he doesn't care about what we may be going through a quick answer that i'll give you that is that god does care about our 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 sickness or the problems that we might be going through but if he use you if he use you and me without addressing our real problem friends friends will miss heaven how about you, you get healed but you still miss heaven We, we need forgiveness of sins more than we need Jesus to solve our problems. We need Jesus himself to forgive our sins. For that he will grant us access into a relationship with him. He cares for our healing so much, but he wants to deal with the greatest problem in the world, which these people failed to identify. To them, it was this guy getting healed, But to Jesus, it was to forgive him his sins. Think of the world around us problems that you may be going through, corruption everywhere, portals everywhere, money is hard to get. And when we look at the core problem of this broken world, it is nothing else but sin. Let's look back in Genesis chapter 3. Man has fallen. And all of us, that's where we came from. We inherited uh, from Adam and Eve. The biggest problem is sin. And I think what we need, all of us, is rescue. And I think uh, we should actually double click it. Uh, If you have um, a Bible in your phone, you actually have to double click that section and call maybe 119 for for help. But, friends, this is it. All of us are sinners in need of grace. In these stories, who do you identify with? The lepros, the men with lepros, the men who needed to be uh, healed, or the tax collectors or others were considered as sinners. If you identify with any in this story, then you and me, we need Jesus to forgive our sins. Because all of them, what they needed wasn't to be solved, uh, wasn't, uh, wasn't healing. But all of them, what they needed was forgiveness of sins, which you and me, we need each and every day. Whereas actually, if you are like me, uh, in most times when I behave like those scribes, I'm a spiritual man most of the time. When I look at others, I'm like, okay, uh, those people who are sinning, who just leave them, uh, they are, uh, what you call, like, who If they come to Christ, who is then going to be the firewood for help? That's what I am what most of the time when I look at other sinners. I don't look at myself, the need that I also need. We see ourselves as nice people, isn't it? We're so nice people. We declare our own righteousness by the things that we do for God. Friends, I don't know how you feel being treated or treating yourself as an outcast at church because of your sins or you are in church and thinking that because I I attend church every day, I'm right with God. I think we need to stop a bit and ask ourselves, do I have Jesus in my life? This powerful king who can welcome outcasts, because he loves them. At some point, all of us, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, it says, we were dead in our trespasses. We walked in that in that same spirit that is in work, in the sons of disobedience. That's where we were. That was our identity. So all of us, we're sinners. So we might need to, to look at our souls. But he does not look at how bad your sin can be, as that of lepros. He does not look at what people will say. Uh, who you are is that of a tax collector. But one thing for sure is, he sees you and me as that pathetic man in need of forgiveness of sins, more than you he needed healing. Which is why Jesus came to die on the cross for sinners and outcasts to bring them into the kingdom. So, as we end, let me ask you. What do you need today? Hearing this good news, our salvation has come. Mark is clear saying, uh, chapter 1, verse 15, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe. The grace of God has come to us. Jesus has come. This is the good news that has come to us. The question is, what do you need? Friends, do not go out of this place. If you have not accepted this powerful king who can forgive sins despite how bad it may look, let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, this afternoon. We thank you, Lord, for your word. Um, We thank you, Lord, for showing us who you are, showing us that you are powerful, Lord, to forgive sins. And we've learned, Lord, from this passage that no one else can forgive sins but you, God. And Father, help us to, uh, to self-introspect, to look at ourselves, to look at our hearts, uh, so that we see how broken they are and how we need, Lord, to change our hearts. And Father, we pray that each and every individual is here. This is the gospel for all of us. This is the good news that Jesus has come for those who are far away, considered as outcasts, considered as sinners. All of us were sinners. And father we pray god that we may respond to your word and father we thank you Lord, for this wonderful opportunity that you've given us to hear you speaking to us in your son's name jesus we pray amen
0: ladies and gentlemen there you have it presenting christ the powerful king who is not only able to help us in our problems or to solve our problems but who is able to address the most the dire need that we have which is uh, the need for forgiveness and Christ is able to forgive our sin and give us salvation in him. Um, Ladies and gentlemen my name is Kaspar Mapurisa and this is the Evangelical Student Network podcast and uh, I hope you had and edifying time with us uh, please do check out our facebook page evangelical student network and check out our youtube channel uh, of the same name and if you do have questions or comments or any suggestions please do drop us an email uh, on info at esnstudents.org info at esnstudents.org O R G ladies and gentlemen, see you on the next one, grace and peace.